واعلم لو أن الأمة اجتمعت على أن ينفعوك بخير لم ينفعوك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله لك and know that if the entirety of the world all of its nations and tribes the peoples of the world were to try to gather together to help you in any which way they will not do so except by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you واعلم لو أن الأمة اجتمعت على أن يضروك يضروك بشيء لم يضروك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله عليك and know that if the entirety of the world all of its nations all of its powers come together to try to harm you in any which way they cannot do so except for that which Allah has prescribed upon you رفعت الأقلام the pens have been lifted the pages have dried this is an indication of the categorical truth of these words the Prophet ﷺ saying, this is the final truth that you have to internalize. And he's saying this to who? To a young boy. In other narrations, this guidance, nasiha, continues. The Prophet ﷺ says, And do for Allah, this is the guidance he's giving to this young boy. Do for Allah in a state of shukr, in a state of thankfulness, for this yaqeen, for this certainty. Because when Allah gives you and I, as believers, certainty, He gives us guidance that then results in clarity and certainty, then you must do, you must act in the way of Allah in a state, a hal, a state of shukr, of thankfulness. وَعْمَلْ لِلَّهِ بِالشُّكْرِ فِي الْيَقِينِ وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ فِي الصَّبْرِ and know that victory is inside patience, is in patience. تعرف إلى الله في الرخاء يعرفك في الشدة. Come to know of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During times of ease, He'll know you during times of difficulty. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ النص فِي الصَّبْرِ عَلَى مَا تَكْرَهْ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا. And know that when you are patient with matters that harm you and hurt you and bother you, then in that, when you are patient with that, in that you will find an abundance of goodness. So the Prophet says, know that patience, victory is in patience, and victory is with patience. And relief, success, comes alongside the calamity. وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَ And that with hardship comes ease. Brothers and sisters, Wallahi, these words of the Prophet ﷺ, they should grant us and gift us a whole other dimension of insight. Because I'll tell you right now, where the majority of us are, is we're here. We're in this exact emotional moment. We're saying, Ya Rabbi, when is this going to end? When are, our, when are our brothers and sisters in Palestine going to taste a semblance of victory, peace, security, ease, comfort? Ya Rabbi, when is this, when is this going to end? Because there is a type, a coloring of despair that may seep into our hearts. We start to lose some hope. We start to lose sight of the bigger picture. We see pain, suffering, loss, even greater devastation. We're seeing today levels and color of devastation, abuse, 
butchery, brutalizing of humble, simple human beings. And it's dark and it's so beyond painful. And so when you watch this day in and day out for weeks on end now, you start to lose hope. You start to despair. You say, when is victory? Where is the victory? Where is, when is this going to end? We just want this to end, ya Allah. Is that not the emotion that we have? And of course, we're, we're, we're human beings. We are with, well within our humble right as human beings to say, Ya Rabbi, عافيتك. We're asking you for afiyah. Your afiyah, your ease, and your wellness is more expansive for us. So we're asking for afiyah. <clears throat> However, what is Nasr? What is Nasr? Because so often when we think about victory, we think about the end. We think about the relief, we think about that point where everyone's waiting for that specific point to come and then everyone's happy. It's like you're watching a movie and you're waiting for that last scene where it's the crescendo, everyone wins, good is up, evil is back down, etc. That's what everyone is on their you know, edge of their seat waiting for. But is that what Nasr is? Is that what victory is in Islam? Because here the Prophet ﷺ is giving us an insight into dimensionalities, dimensions of what victory actually is. Yes, sometimes, sometimes victory is material. Sometimes you didn't have a home, now you have the home. Sometimes you have someone who's harming you, they lift the harm. Maybe that sometimes is a coloring of victory. But that's not the deepest dimensions of victory. Here the Prophet ﷺ is telling us, you want to know something about victory? إِنَّمَا nasru. Victory, and pay attention to what I'm saying here. Victory is in patience. Victory is with patience. What does that mean? We tend to translate that as if you're just a little bit more patient, then victory will come, correct? That's not how this is to be understood. No. The understanding of this is when you become your hal, your disposition, is of patience, perseverance, fasbir, sabran jamila. You are beautifully patient. Isbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu. That you are perseverant in your patience. When that is you or an I, that becomes our hal, our state, then we are victorious. That's where victory lies. Because... It's not a function of Allah is going to give me something at the end of the road. That's where victory lies. No, victory, victory is in the moment all the time. That's why I said in my first khutbah, the people of Palestine are victorious. They're not waiting for victory. And I still stand by that. Because victory is not material. Victory is a state of being. Victory is when you fully submit you and I are sitting here in the comforts of our homes. We see our children laughing and making mistakes and bumbling around. We go into our fridges, we open up, we drink milk and juice and water. And we're none the wiser. You feel a little bit of something, you go straight to the hospital. You call up your healthcare provider. I have a tooth that's hurting. You go straight to the dentist. We're none the wiser. But I was watching a woman, one of the beautiful elderly women of Gaza. And she was saying, <clears throat> I was born before Israel was even a thing. And I witnessed, what did she witness? She said, I witnessed in Nakba al-Ula, when Nakba al-Thaniya, 
وهسه بشوف النكبه الثالثه I saw the first nakba, the second nakba, and now I'm watching the third nakba unfold. But you know, she didn't say it with any hesitation in her voice. She said it with a woman who has yaqeen, strength. She's patient, sabirin, samidin. That's the language, by the way, that the people of Gaza know. The people of Palestine, that's the language they know. Wallahi sabirin, samidin, ma'allah, fidaka ya aqsa. You see a woman... With, with her hands bleeding because she was holding her dead children, no more children, they're gone. And she said, Fidaka ya Aqsa. You know, my, my, may my children be ransomed for you, O Aqsa, showing her devotion to Allah and His sacred houses. They won! Hani al lahum. They've won. And every soul that's taken, by the way, every soul that's taken, all of these children, these mothers, we watch these dead bodies on the streets. Today they told, they told them, oh, go to Rafah, go to the border, you'll find some security. And then you watch as you see these kids and mothers and elderly on the street completely murdered with butchery, evil. Those souls, each one of them that have been taken, what happens? Immediately, think about this, immediately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises them up. Don't think that they're dead. بَلْ they're alive. Each one of those souls alive immediately. They're with their Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them risk. Right now. They don't have to wait for Jannah, by the way. Immediately. They're gifted. Tell me, is that, is that victory or not? For them. Is it not victory? They don't have... What, what, what life did they have in Gaza? You tell me. What dunya? What part of the dunya did they enjoy in Gaza? Did they enjoy beautiful gardens and fun? and la- What joy did, was there? An open air prison, a concentration camp. Now, whom in the Rabbihim Yurzakun, Ta'ala Shana Dalak. Dala, now they're being spoiled. Yeah, what do you want to eat? You haven't eaten in a month? What do you want? A hamburger? You want french fries? Ta'ala. Dala, whatever you want now. Is that not victory? They were steadfast in the dunya, and then immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoils them. So beautifully, so kindly. Brothers and sisters, we have to redefine what victory actually is. Because for the true believer, victory is not a function of the dunya. Yes, there are elements that Allah promises, types of victory in the dunya, but for us, existentially, victory is about the akhirah. It's about the afterlife. Full stop. Because the people of Gaza, the people of Palestine, all of the believers in the world, everyone, it's all about the Akhirah all the time. So today, we have to redefine for ourselves what the end actually is. Because when we say to Allah, Ya Rabbi, when is this going to end? Yes, a part of that, we're doing it as a form of dua. Ya Rabbi, please end this. And of course, we all say from the depth of our heart, Ajilan ghayra ajil. Ya Rabbi, Immediately, not later. We want an end because we don't like to see suffering. But simultaneously, our iman, our belief in Allah, is one that surrenders everything to the will of Allah. Brothers and sisters, let me make this very clear. This creation is not ours. Those servants in Gaza, they do not belong to us. Everything is in the hands of Allah. Does he not, let me ask you a question, does he not have the power of kun fayakun? 
Does he not have that power? Anyone doubt Allah's power of be and it is? Does anyone of us doubt that if Allah wanted, that he could immediately will, be and it is, and this is all over? Anyone doubt that? So why does Allah keep it? Why does this woman, let me ask you a question, that woman, that hajjah that I spoke about, who's been probably making dua for 75 plus years now, correct? Ya Rabbi Nasrak, Ya Rabbi, correct? Why has she not despaired? Why has she not given up? Why are the people of Gaza and the people of Palestine not going to go anywhere but Palestine? Why? Why that thabat? Where did that come from? Where did that iman come from? Do you know that these are generations... You know, today we talk about the mental health crisis in the US. Where is the mental health crisis in Gaza? Why is it not there? Why is it that you have children who have experienced the worst coloring and form of trauma that a human being can feel and they're not riddled with mental health diseases? Why are they stronger than ever? More fortified, more formidable, unwavering? Why? Allah. They won. Do you understand? Do you understand why they won? Because it's not about the dunya. It's about steadfastness upon the truth. It's about sabr and muthabara. It's about being patient and perseverant on the path always. Billahi wa ma'allah. They don't, they're not waiting for anyone to help them. They're not waiting. They only have Allah and they know that and they are content with that. And so they're the strongest amongst us. You know, Someone, my cousin shared something on a family chat this morning that I found very beautiful. He said, if you find yourself over the past month, you're watching less TV, you're indulging in less vices, you care less about nonsense, you find yourself praying more, making dua more, reading more Quran. If you find yourself in that state, then know that you are not the one who is going to free Palestine. Palestine has already freed you. See, when you and I get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is Palestine? Palestine is the conduit to free us. We think, oh, free Palestine, free, free, free. They're freeing the world. They're freeing the world from being entrenched in it, being subsumed in it, being controlled by it. So we care less about the dunya. How can you sit here and enjoy when you see those kids in that state? Can any of us? Wallahi, we can't. It's very hard for us as human beings, not just Muslims, non-Muslims. It's very hard to be a human being, see this, and not feel gut-wrenching pain inside of you. Allah is Hakim. He's all-wise. And He has a plan. Does not Allah have a plan? Let me ask you a question. Brothers, just quickly come forward, so I don't have to say this again. Come forward. There's a lot of people trying to find seats. Allah has a plan. He's all-wise. He's all-knowing. Let's, hide, let's try to in, get some insight into some of the plans of the divine. Just of a month ago, the cause of Palestine was lost in the imagination of this ummah. Let's be honest about it. Lost. People not thinking about it. You have entire generations of children, Muslim children, born into this world, who are grown up in, well into their 20s, and they know nothing about Palestine. They couldn't tell you the basics of the facts of what happened over 75 years. A complete ghafla, heedlessness about this cause. We saw, we watch as what the Arab nations have been and continue to do in their whatever normalization, etc. 
So it's almost as if it was a forgotten cause for many people. Of course, for a segment never forgotten, but for many people forgotten. Where are we today as an ummah, as a world? Has this cause been forgotten? Or has this cause only been given a whole other breath of life, presence and relevance in the international community? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects his causes as he sees fit. That's why some of the victories in Islamic history, some of them happened in 10 years, some of them happened in a thousand years. Bi'ilmillah, by Allah's will, his knowledge, this is his creation. He has a plan for his creation. And you and I, we are just simple servants. Allah does not owe us anything. And I say that for a very distinct reason. Because if you and I, and please take this with an open heart. If you and I think that we are allowed to despair, because somehow in the span of a month, Allah did not give you and I what we want in our hearts, and so therefore I can despair and become hopeless and helpless and give up, then I'm entitled spoiled child I am not entitled to anything you're not entitled to anything do you understand what I'm saying here I understand we're in pain I get it all of us were in pain we're all hurting and we all want this to end of course we do and we should make dua every day for this to end but we should never lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just because he's not giving me what I want you know the dua of Sayyiduna Nuh Allahumma inni maghloobun fantasir Ya Rabbi, maghloob. Bring me victory. When did Allah bring victory to Sayyidina Nuh in this earth? Objectively, never. 950 years, calling, day in and day out. Was he given, quote-unquote, material victory in the dunya? No. But was he victorious? 100% yes. Was he not? Anyone going to doubt the victory of Sayyidina Nuh? Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he says when I was during the Isra wal Miraj and he was walking by and he said, I would see the Prophet of Allah because there was 125,000 Prophets. He said, I would see the Prophet of Allah. There are Prophets who had one man with them, one person or two people with them. That's all they had. They strived and struggled to serve the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day. And what was the result? The result was that you're not always going to get material victory in the dunya. And that does not mean that Allah did not bring you victory. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَانَ حَقًّا عَلَيْنَا مُؤْمِنِينَ Allah made a promise, a categorical promise. It is, it is an ob- obligation upon us, Allah says. حَقًّا عَلَيْنَا مُؤْمِنِينَ To bring victory to the believers. And does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever, ever falter or renege on a promise? This is a promise that is upon him, a duty and obligation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligates upon himself. We don't obligate upon him. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I promise in so many ayat. Bring victory to Allah. Allah will bring you victory and he will make you steadfast. So victory for us has to take on a whole other dimension. That's why it is not allowed for the true believer to ever despair. You can't. You have to fight against yourself every day to allow any ounce of despair to come into your heart. Only those who reject and don't know Allah 
lose hope and start to despair. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in talking to the Prophet I want to give you two incidents from the life of the Prophet that speak about victory in a way that you and I would not necessarily assume is victory. The first was when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exited the Prophet from Mecca. The forced exile from Mecca to Medina. The hijrah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He said to him, even if you don't help the Prophet, Allah has helped him. He's already brought him victory. How did Allah bring the Prophet victory? What is the victory here? What is the Nasr? Tell me. Does anyone, did anyone ever think, oh, when the Prophet was forced to leave Mecca to Medina, that that's a victory? Do we ever talk about it as a victory? Allah does. It was a victory. How was it a victory? Ah, ilmuha indallah. Of course, when you see after the fact and the journey of the Prophet the reality of Medina, and then you see Allahu Akbar. The, oh, victory takes on different shapes and sizes based on time and space. Sometimes the victory, see Allah, does not Allah term this as a victory? But are there not companions who died and this is the only victory they saw? Yeah. There's companions who died after this hijrah and they did not see the fath of Mecca. They didn't see that. So maybe perhaps if for them, the only type of victory is when we have the conquest of Mecca, then we're victorious. No, but for them, it's a coloring, it's a layer, layers of victory. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He talks about Al-Fath al-Mubeen, Surah Al-Fath, what does he say? Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina liyaghfira laka Allahu ma taqaddama min dhanbika wa ma ta'akhkhar wa yutimma ni'matahu alayka wa yahdiyaka siratan mustaqima wa yansuraka Allahu nasran aziza. Surah Al-Fath, this profound chapter of the Quran. What is Allah talking about in Surah Al-Fath? For the majority of the mufassirun, what do they say? The chapter of the opening. Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina. We have given you a magnificent opening. What is that opening? It's the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, in the moment when everyone was around, was like, this is a huge loss. Where is the victory? Even Sayyiduna Umar was bothered. He said, Do Are we going to accept lowliness in this moment? We're upon the truth. But when Allah speaks about the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, which by the way, if you don't know the details of it, you should look into it. But basically, they were compelled. The Prophet went out with the believers to go do Umrah, and they were stopped, and they were said, you're not going to do Umrah, go back, here's a treaty, here's a basic pact that we'll try to figure out, come back next year, we'll talk about it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala terms that as the manifest grand Nasr. Nasran Mubina. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so that we bring you Nasran Aziza. See? There's Nasr Mubin, the treaty of Hudaybiyah. What's Nasr Aziz? The, trust, the Nasr that will come thereafter. What we have to understand, and I, have to, I know I have to conclude, but I have a few more points I want to make. What we have to understand is that for us, it's always about the long game, so that you understand this language. Everyone thinks it's about the short game. I want it now, give me it now. If it doesn't happen, oh my God, boom, it's over. Go back to sleep, eat, drink, become a bum again. For the believer, it's always about the long game, never about the short game. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, surah al-hijri, he said, 
We know that your heart is tight-fisted and you feel tightness in your heart because of what they say. We see so much beyond what they say. What they're doing creates more than a tightness in our heart, correct? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell the Prophet to do? He said, Then glorify your Lord in praise. When you feel the tightest Feeling in your heart, you say, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah. Glorified be Allah, walhamdulillah. Say it, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah. All of the tightness we have in our heart, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah. That's what Allah says to do. sajideen. And then prostrate and bow. Be amongst those whose hal, whose disposition is always in khudu'ah, in submission, in surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the only submission we do. You don't submit, I don't submit, we do not submit to our feelings. We don't submit to our weaknesses. We don't submit to our deficiencies. We don't submit because we're feeling a little despair. No, we stand up and we serve and we surrender to Allah. Like the people of Palestine. See what people don't understand, the world has to understand. You cannot break the resolve of Palestinians. You just can't. The whole philosophy of this brutal regime has been to do what? The Israeli regime, let's break their shawka, let's break them. They just don't break, Habibi. They don't break. You've done everything. You've, done, you've killed their children 10 times over. What happens? Their children only multiply. You try to break their spirits, their spirits aren't broken. You want them to give up. That's what Israel is dying for. Just give up on your lands. Stop caring. Why don't they break Allah? That's what these people don't get. This Zionist regime, this ideology, this political ideology, it only cares about the dunya. The believer only cares about the akhirah. That's why you can't break the resolve or the spirit of a believer. And that's what you and I have to tap into. We have to change the mindset. We can't assume that this Ya Rab, just make this end. Or Ya Rab, of course we want it to end. But just to say that victory, victory, please let it be right now. If it doesn't come in the next two weeks, I'm going to give up. I'm going to despair. Know that you lost the plot. Because Allah says, Kum mina sajideen. Be amongst those who prosperate. Wa'bud rabbaka hatta ya'tiyaka al-yaqeen. And worship your Lord until death comes to you. That's the whole journey of the believer. The whole journey of the believer is that we, our victory is in our steadfastness. Our victory is in our patience. Our victory is in our per perseverance. Our victory is in ubudiyah, in servanthood. So we will not despair by the fadla of Allah. Ya Rab, may we never be a people of yes. May we never feel helplessness or hopelessness. It is not for the believer to ever feel those emotions. And if you feel them, then you dig yourself out by the Quran and Sunnah. And I'll close with this. I have to give a little bit of a political tirade that's become my sunnah in these khutab. You know, two days ago or whatever, Kamala Harris, she put out this uh, video to the Muslim community of the West, the U.S. We're going to have some Islamophobia, anti-Islamophobia, blah, blah, blah. Did you hear that stuff? And then uh, and President Biden tweets out, we will not accept any Muslim in America to ever blah, 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 blah. And I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, Masakin. Who do you think we are? Are you going to say some kalam fadi? Because see, the assumption is what? Oh, if because they're scared about the, the Muslim vote. 
Isn't that not the case? Why would they put a message like that out? They're worried about the Muslim vote not being there for them. So let me throw some bones to the Muslim community so that we jump on it. Oh, oh, you care about Islam? Okay, good, good. Okay, we'll vote for you. One thing these politicians have to understand. We are not the community. And pay close attention if you're listening. We are not the type of community that exists just for ourselves. We're not interested just in self-preservation so that we can just exist in the dunya. That's not what motivates us. You can't, throw, you can't throw some bones at us that way and think, oh, thanks. No, 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 no. We have much greater causes that we care about. We care about humanity. We care about peace. We, we care about harmony. We care about rahmah, mercy. We care about justice. We care about these causes. And we don't, just, we don't care about just existing. That's not why the Muslim lives. We live to serve our Creator. And we pray that we will die serving our Creator. We don't care about the interests of the Muslim community. We're, we don't care, just not, does, does not us. It's okay if it's over there because many of the groups think, yeah, hurt them but not us. No, the Muslims stand up and say, we don't want anyone hurt. And if we have to be sacrificed so others are not hurt, then we will sacrifice ourselves. We, brothers and sisters, we have a lot of work to do to be people of thabat, people of haq, people of setbasses, because people need to learn the way of the prophets. They need to learn what God expects of us as his creation. And we can't take cues from the political apparatus, the media, the special interest groups. They don't care about anything but themselves. We care about a higher cause. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true messengers of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa ja'alna sababan liman ihtada. Ya Rabb, guide us and guide through us and allow us to be a cause of guidance for others. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا ما يهده الله فلا مضل له وما يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this blessed day of Jumu'ah to forgive our sins and our shortcomings to make us a people of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us steadfast on this path of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah May Allah gift us an unwavering commitment to the path of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah May Allah fortify our hearts, our minds, our bodies May He grant us certainty, yaqeen May He grant us tawakkul and thiqa Billah subhanahu wa ta'ala May we only trust in Allah, rely upon Allah May our hearts always be singing the joy and the praise of Allah and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah bless our brothers and sisters in Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them and preserve them, bring them an absolute beautiful relief. May so much peace and serenity and security descend upon those lands. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you see what those who are doing this oppressive reality that's transpiring. You see them, Ya Rabb. We ask you by your power of kunya fayakun, do away with that reality. Do not allow, Ya Rabb, for there to be any tyranny or oppression or bloodshed in those lands. Ya Rabb, Ya Kareem. You possess the power of kun fayakun. We ask you, ajilan ghayra ajil. Al-an al-an, ya Rabb. Bihaqika wa biqaramik. We ask you by a humble ask, by your generosity, and by your majesty and your might, to exact that reality now. Ya Rabb, ya Kareem. Ya Rahman, ya Rahim. Inna Allah ya'muru bil-adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i dhil-qurba. Wa yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Wa la-dhikru Allahi akbar. Wa Allahu ya'lamu wa tasna'u naqimu salam.
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله استقيموا استووا تراسوا سدوا الفرج ثابكم الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله
Uh, I think we have Brother Fahim. Yeah, please, inshallah. Brother Fahim uh, is going to address the, the community. Assalamualaikum. I'm a little, um, how am I going to say this? Normally, I come speak in front of my community, my masjid, and I'm comfortable. But in the past few weeks, it's been really rough for me, for our community, emotionally, stressfully. I'm going to be very blank and very straight. Election day is November 7th. I'm not here to tell you vote Democratic or vote Republican. But my past seven years on the Board of Education, alhamdulillah, have been very rewarding because I get to help my community. Alhamdulillah. It's, brought, it's broken down a lot of barriers where we're able to help 